1: Welcome back to another one of these. It's the Trip Formation, Trips Formation, the T-F-P, whatever you want to call it. It's Tristan Rines it's Alex Solis. I'm Austin York. This is what's going to be coming to you every week over the Cowboys season, over the NFL season. We're going to break everything down, and we're first going to start with the Dallas Cowboys. And as we always do, as it should be. Because we like to cover America's team, even though these two guys kind of root for other teams, they still have an appreciation for that nice, shiny star that is now 2-0 and looking pretty good in the process. I'll start with you there, Alec. What was impressive? I know there's a lot of things, but what has probably impressed you the most about the game against the Jets, but about the Cowboys in general to start the season?
2: Well, Austin, I think the obvious answer here is going to be, you know, Micah Parsons was a guy, when Nick Bosa got that extension, I think everybody thought immediately he's going to be the next guy to get it. He's going to overdo that contract by quite a bit. Two sacks, uh, I believe a forced fumble in that game. Look, This is a guy who, coming out, we compared to Khalil Mack in the sense of his versatility. He could be a 4-3 linebacker off ball. He could be a 3-4 edge guy. He does it all so damn well, and it's just crazy how he's probably the face of this team considering the quarterback, you know, the wide receiver, he's the guy. He is the face of this franchise, and every week he just one-ups it, it feels like.
1: And, and that's what I'm looking at with him. It's like he is doing things that I don't think anyone has seen in a long time in that he's one man playing different positions, but he's got that much disruption in the first two games. Uh And, and it doesn't show up, especially in the first week, it didn't really show up on the, on the stat sheet, but his impact was powerful. This next, this uh, last week, it was a little bit more evident. But Dan Quinn is saying this guy is only getting to where he thinks he can be. He's getting better, and he's hasn't quite reached what his potential is. That's got to be scary for anyone that has an idea of I, I, I've got a plan for this guy. How do the Cowboys? If you're a defense, or an offensive coordinator, how do you attack this team right now? I mean, they're they're.
3: How many how many heads are on this on this snake? You know what I mean? Like they're they're going to come at you from all different sides. Micah Parsons is what makes this machine go, so mm-hmm. to speak. But you've got a really good secondary outside of even Micah. Of course, you've got Demarcus Lawrence and a bevy of other just really good support pass rushers that are able to create a lot of pressure, a lot of havoc. You have to commit two guys to Micah every single play. There's only going to open
1: up somebody. It's going
3: to open up people. It's going to open up opportunities all over the field and the. The engine of this entire Dallas Cowboys team, you mentioned Micah Parsons possibly being the face of the Cowboys right now. I don't think it's that far from the truth. Obviously, quarterbacks are incredibly important, right? But Micah Parsons, man, he makes this entire defense work, and right now that defense is pretty much the identity of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. I think that the defense led the way in both of those wins pretty dominantly. Talking about the offense now, and, and I'll go to you. You brought up a good point, uh, Alec, and I, I thought this we were talking off air. You were saying, I don't know if I can judge the Cowboy offense. Explain that a little bit more after these first two games.
2: Well, right, Austin. I think, you know, through these first two games, we've seen CD make some explosive plays. You know, we've seen Tony Pollard make some nice runs and catches. But in reality, the Cowboys get up so big. Early, I mean, whether it's offensive touchdowns, as defensive touchdowns, as blocks on field goals, they get up so big and they just choke the life out of another team. You're not seeing this offense at full throttle yet. You know, it's very much a, you know, just don't turn the ball over. Let's not let us not make mistakes to give the team an opportunity to get back in the game. It's very much a slow, slow offense. And my, to my to McCarthy's credit, it's looked good, but. You know, the play calling
3: and the quarterback play, it's looked fine, but you just haven't seen it at full level yet, I think. We talked about this Dallas Cowboys team a lot this offseason, and we talked a lot about Mm -hmm. how Dak Prescott, his impact for this offense, and how many weapons they've put around him. I think they finally hit that sweet spot for Dak of, you've got enough toys to play with. Just, again, you talked about just not turning the ball over. Dak, at this point, his base floor can be floor, or, or field management, excuse me, ball management. Not turn the ball over, and this Dallas Cowboys team will win. Like, he, he went, what, 31 for 38 for 255 and two touchdowns. That's a, a very impressive stat line generally, but it's been slow, but it works. It doesn't need to be crazy.
1: And and what I thought the Cowboys did, what I liked, uh, I really didn't get a sense of who they were in that Giants game. The Jets game had got a lot more because I, I thought what I really liked about them, the Jets didn't do anything, anything, to play for CeeDee Lamb. Every he got open the whole day. They played a lot of zone. They didn't really man cover him much. Uh, they really didn't put Sauce Gardner on him on the bench. I think he had one lineup against the guy. Uh, and the bottom line is the Cowboys took advantage of that. It's like, look, you're going to give us that. We'll take that all day, even if it's boring, even if we're not getting everyone else involved. We'll take what you give us. I don't necessarily know. I was thinking about this. If Kellen Moore was the offensive coordinator still for this team. I think the Cowboys probably would have scored more in the game against the Jets. But I think the Jets probably would have scored more too because they would have been out, had more opportunities and everything. And I think that's what Mike McCarthy does is that he slows the tempo down and thinks about the whole picture. Look, I just need to get a victory here. I'll let my defense do their job. I want to get that victory. If we can get, to, like you mentioned, uh, Alec, if you if get up 15, 20 points, and we'll just sit on it, and, mm-hmm. and we'll go from there. And that's what you saw. A lot of Tony Pollard, a lot of run game and in, induce uh, Vaughn and in later points and, and Rico uh, Dowdle. So I think that this team looked good offensively, but I kind of agree with both you guys. I, I don't know if we've really seen if they've got to make a play, if they've got to go downfield what that's going to look like quite yet, and what kind of play they're going to call.
3: And sadly, I think that we just haven't seen the Cowboys play anybody premier yet. I know that's kind of a talk. It's like, oh, people are downgrading the Cowboys for not playing anybody. You can only play who's on your schedule. And unfortunately, the easiest chunk of this schedule is the first three weeks for the Dallas Cowboys. The New York Giants are just not quite the team that they showed everybody that they were last year. They had a really impressive win against the Cardinals this past Sunday. But... They probably shouldn't have been in that position in the first place against this Cardinals team. The Cowboys are now playing. Their biggest tests are probably going to come after this upcoming Sunday, but I still look at this team, man, and they are loaded from top to bottom. And asking Dak to not have to do as much is probably about where you want to be with him at the moment.
2: Right, and I think to Austin's point earlier, I think, you know, what's real interesting about this offense now and the approach is that I think with Kellen Moore... It was explosive plays. It was 50-yard bombs. They wanted to put up points in electrifying ways, right? And I think with McCarthy, it's methodical. It's slow. It's, hey, we're going to take what the defense gives us. We're going to move the chains. Yeah, exactly. And I think you're seeing that with a veteran coach who's been there and done that with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. You're seeing that kind of come to picture now. And while the offense hasn't been there, yeah, give credit to where it's due with Mike McCarthy and the play calling. It's worked. Yep. You know,
3: up to this point, us you're They've, seeing Kellen Moore now in L.A. 70 points in the first two games. I mean, that's nothing to scoff at.
1: So. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't think you can get better 70 to 10 in the, yeah. in the first two games. <laughs> but I want to do – I will push back a little bit. I I think that I don't want anyone to look at the Jets and say, that front four of the Jets might be one of the better in the, in the league. Yeah. And so the Cowboys, with two guys that were banged up on their offensive line, were able to take them and and do you know bass i think started and then uh uh, uh what's his, uh, awesome richards he st- played uh, as well so it's like look those guys handled them pretty well and they did a pretty good job against that defense whenever they really needed to to me that's a top 10 defense you know maybe even top 8 uh, 7 whatever you oh, want to I, play oh i at.
3: i have high expectations for that defense alone so yeah.
1: yeah i do think it is impressive what they were able to do with that with that defense, but I I do think as as Alec pointed out, this is a little bit of a a team that right now has not been pressed into action. We're not probably going to see that in Arizona, and we can get to that right now as we before we go ahead and make these predictions and what what we saw across the league. We'll just get this one out of the way. With yeah. I think this might be probably the most boring game of the next week. I, I don't want to. I hate doing this with the Cowboys, but they're twelve and a half point favorites. That could go up you got got uh, – who's the quarterback? Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, that's rocket right. Scientists. Josh Dobbs, a rocket scientist. Yeah, who's probably better at that than, than NFL quarterback. And this team just is probably going to vie for the worst team in football or yeah. it might have that first-round pick or that first overall pick.
3: Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray's not going to come back for them until at earliest midseason is what I've been seeing. So it's, it's
1: – Any way yeah. the Cowboys have a problem with this team at all, do you see anything? me personally I, nah I, I, I mean the only thing i can think of is obviously when you play down to your
2: opponent and you kind of take it easy after the two big weeks they've had you know the arizona could hang around in this game just because you're relaxed you're kind of two big wins and you kind of you know you're having a good time right like that's the only way the cardinals could make this a game but at the end of the day you need talent in the nfl to win we know that it's not like college where you know a rah-rah and you know that kind of stuff works it, 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 you need talent and arizona talent-wise, they're
3: one of the worst teams in the NFL when it comes to that. And they've got a rookie head coach at the moment as well. I mean, this is a rebuilding team. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are a Super Bowl contender going up against, like I just mentioned, rebuild. This shouldn't be close. 12 points, I think, might even be a little generous for Arizona.
1: And the one thing I would say, if there is something that I, I would I guess nitpick with the Cowboys is the red zone offense. I did a few times wish they got in the end zone a little bit more. I know they were kicking field goals, and I think you know, to hear them talk, they this is exactly how they want to play because they wanted to give Brandon uh, some more opportunities. And he made all of those opportunities. I really feel a lot better about him today than I did at the beginning of that game. What, I think he hit a 55-yarder or something like that. So I, I think you might critique the red zone offense, but I think that that'll come around. I'll think they'll be fine. I want to ask you guys this about the NFL this week. What stood out to you? We've got a lot happening today. We're recording this on a Wednesday. But let's just talk about the games first. Was there something that stood out to you? Did you think, "Wow, all right. We see some surprising 2-0 teams." I'll give you that. Any any one of them that that maybe could stick around till the end of the year and and maybe be a contender for anything?
2: You'll take the first step at this. You'll meet. To... Oh man, I I got an answer. No bias oh, yeah, involved yeah. in this. You go but... ahead. Go ahead. I think you look at the Saints, and I'm gonna just say this about the Saints. Uh, I think through two weeks, the offense has struggled at times. The offensive line play hasn't been great. Derek Carr's made a couple boneheaded decisions, but nonetheless, when they needed to make plays offensively, whether it's Michael Thomas, it's Chris Olave, it's Rashid Shaheed, they make the plays. Derek Carr can make these throws when he has protection. And I think when the Saints figure it out, because it's so early on in the year. You know, With the schedule they have, this could be easily an 11-plus win team, and I think at the end of the year when they figure it out and get comfortable with this offense, they're going to be a scary team with those weapons, I
3: feel like. As far as biggest surprises within the first two weeks of the season, I think hands down has to be that the Bengals are this ineffective on offense and inefficient, really. 0-2 0 oh, 2 was not what I expected in the slightest. I had we talked about this going into Week One. I thought Burrow was going to be an MVP candidate and Jamar Chase could be an Offensive Player of the Year guy. Um, I'm you not. You picked I, him
1: to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I have a okay. Super Bowl
3: team. Yeah, and the expectations are certainly high. I I I really am surprised by just how they don't look explosive. Uh, they've looked very. They just look like they've been struggling. I mean, defensively, they're doing everything they can to hang into this, but you would expect. You would expect a lot more from that offense as a whole.
1: Yeah, I remember that last year they started 0-2. Uh, they weren't as banged up this year, I guess, as they were last year. But I think mm-hmm. it might be affecting Joey Burrow, his his calf still. I think they're going to be okay. I, I think that we saw the Browns. I was really disappointed with the Browns. Yeah. They, they came out and laid an egg against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh looked like Pittsburgh. They're terrible. So it looks like it's going to be Cincinnati and Baltimore yeah. in that division. I think that they'll the Cincinnati will be okay. Uh, I mean, and the
3: Browns had... obviously lost a huge piece of their offense. I mean, Nick Chubb, terrible yeah, injury. Yeah, I mean, horrible
1: injury. And again, I don't know that after what I saw. I, I looked at Deshaun Watson and went, "Wow, that's that's." Just very, not, very unimpressive for a guy that's that getting it's John paid to Sean Watson that he was anything like he was. Baker's 2-0. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and Baker's 2-0. Yeah. I, the one, if, if there is a team that I think is 2-0 is and o that that maybe surprised me that could stick around, might be that Baker team. Uh, just because I think the South is not very good other than the New Orleans, I think, might be the cream of that, that crop. I don't buy Atlanta. I watched that Packer game. They've got a good Green... running game. Desmond Ritter can't throw to yeah. anything. He's terrible.
3: Yeah, Green Bay basically handed them that win. That was yeah. a game that Green Bay should have won.
1: And Love is also working with a depleted uh, wide receiver core right now. He doesn't have Watson uh and and a few uh, and Aaron Jones was banged up. I don't think he played in that game. So I, I think they're if they did that over, they'd probably lose. I don't I look at the the NFC and especially the 2 and 0 teams where I'm seeing it. I think that most of it's pretty much what I thought other mm-hmm. than maybe Atlanta being 2 and 0. I didn't think they would be 2 and 0, but still I don't think I expected Tampa Bay to be 2 and 0 either. All due respect. But it's not surprising, I think because yeah. they're they didn't play anybody and it's like these first 2 weeks anything can happen in the NFL.
3: Yeah, the first 6 weeks of the NFL season are still at a certain level. The we're figuring everybody out still. I mean it's so early. None of these guys, none of these starting lineups are playing in preseason. And if they are, they're playing maybe one to two series. You get nothing from your preseason except, oh, who's got really good depth? Now pushes come to shove, and we're kind of getting an idea.
1: But first two weeks, it's it's tough. It's what kinda... about Philadelphia? And this is what I was going to ask you. Obviously, it, it pertains to the Cowboys quite a bit in the NFC East. Yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles get a win against the Minnesota Vikings on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. one of those games again i I just don't like minnesota at all especially defensively but i don't think philadelphia looked all that great i just thought they looked very they did what they had to do and i i don't i look at dallas i look at san francisco and i think those are clearly the two best teams in the nfc am i wrong here no no you're right um (laughs) no (laughs) i think you're pretty spot
2: on with that um Philly, I think to me is a team that I know we praise them for their draft moves in the offseason when it was taking Jordan Davis last year, N'Kobe Dean, and then you know this or Nolan Smith, you know and all those guys. It's a it, they got to learn how to play the NFL. Guys are bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. The game is just so much faster. Its paced so much faster than college. So I think it's 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 a learning curve for these young guys on this Eagles defense. They got to figure it out. And uh, again, you know they're two and zero, but kind of I'm I'll throw a team out real quick. Washington, I say surprising. this surprising me. I think the front four is looking good. Chase Young looked really good in that Denver game, and Sam, oh, Sam M F How man, Eric Biani. They're doing fun things at Washington. They got a fun group of receivers and running backs, and I might be a little, I might lean more towards Washington than Philly right now. In all seriousness, I'm, I'm gonna be that guy.
3: I'm I'm not there. Uh, <laughs> I'm not there. I'm You'll not getting either than the year, Trust me. Look, I, I I'm just not quite there with Washington. Philadelphia. Yeah, they, their big issue is they can't they don't really do slow offense, I think, is one of those things. They they have an identity of being a big play team, and that's what their bread and butter so far last year has been and what it looks like they're trying to maintain this year. Uh, DeAndre Swift went from being, at least his fantasy numbers, like a one-point running back to a 27-point running back. There were some big plays later in that game for for Philly, but they never quite pulled away from a Minnesota team that they really should have been. Able and to pull Kurt away Cousins
1: from. was surgical against he was I mean, him. He, up, he was lighting him up, man. He just, people give him grief. I think he threw for 354 touchdowns and no picks. Yeah. And DJ Hawkinson had a good
3: night. Yeah. Justin Jefferson had good nights. Uh, what's it? Jordan Addison had that really deep touchdown later in the game, too. So, yeah, Phillies, I don't know. That defense has gotten a little older and they got a little bit of a mix of youth and vets, but no real in betweeners, man. Two, um,
1: coordinators gone. two coordinators gone. It does matter. All right, let's get to the bottom line, which is the week that is week three. And we're going to start right now with the Thursday night game, which could be an absolute debacle. We hear that Saquon Barkley is out. A couple other guys are out for the New York Giants, and they're going up against the team that I think is right there neck and neck with the Cowboys, is, is, you know, throw up a, a quarter at who's better. That's the 49ers in San Francisco. San Francisco is a 10.5-point favorite I, I'm one of those guys that I don't see any way that the Giants stay with them. I didn't think they looked very good against the Cardinals. They had a monumental comeback. They shouldn't have been in a. They shouldn't
3: have had to come back that way. You know what I mean? That's right. uh, the Giants are just. They went. They were ahead of schedule last year, and then, and now the expectations have been raised and. Yep. They're not quite meeting those expectations. No, I mean, can't? Austin talked about it last week. This is, I think, this is going to be a kind of a coming to reality here for the Giants. And yeah,
2: you pay the quarterback, and this is what you're getting. I
3: so mean, yeah, we got a ten. What you said, a ten and a half point favorite. Half point, like, oh, I mean, it's <laughs> San Francisco could could demolish that yeah, line. Niners go three and zero here. Yeah, Niners are going three and zero.
1: All right, then we're going to Kansas City. Another game that could be a blowout, considering that today was just an absolute bloodbath in Chicago. You had the quarterback blaming. Coaches, and you had the defensive coordinator resigning because he's in a hell of a lot of problems with, some people report, the FBI. Just, I don't know what's going on in Chicago, but the first two weeks looked horrible. They're going up in Kansas City against a Kansas City Chief in Kansas City on Sunday afternoon. The Chiefs are a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. This is kind of like the Giants. Any way that the Bears pull off a shocker? No. <laughs> uh, they, this might be a little bit more
3: offensive from Chicago than I think people are expecting. Kansas City looked kind of rough last week the against J- Jacksonville. J- the Jags had them. Jags, Jags could the have Jags easily won that game. I don't expect the Chiefs to repeat a bad offensive performance twice at any point while they have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey I healthy. Mean, I mean, week Christ- one, was week one a good performance for them? I mean, I'd say it's definitely, it definitely was better than Jacksonville. But overall, I don't yeah. expect them to play bad offense uh, consistently. I, I think this could be a little bit more high-scoring than we're maybe expecting, but yeah, Kansas City should probably still win this by about 10 points, I would say.
2: Yeah, they should, but they won't. Give me, give me Chicago to kind of come together in this game to kind of shock everyone. And as, as bad as we've been talking about Justin Fields the first two weeks, and he's looked bad, let them rebound this week on the road. It's, it's a Kansas City, right? Yeah. yeah, on the road, this would be kind of be a big signature win for this team to kind of come back together and get it figured out. Um, so, you know, give me the Bears in an upset here.
1: Mm. All right. Vegas would love to take your money because – I will too. <laughs> because that's not going to happen. I mean, Chicago – the thing with Chicago, I've seen so many times like this, is they have – they they get so excited about guys. And I don't know what it was about Justin Fields. Probably the athleticism that got everyone crazy. But I watched that game uh, last week, and there were so many opportunities where he had to run, he could have run, or he could have thrown to guys. And I think he's just his hesitation. He's got so much running in his brain right now. What do I do? Do I do this? Do I do that? I, and I think he's just not playing good football right now. That's feed DJ Moore. Come on, man. Just uh, feed DJ Moore. Do you have in all your you fantasy have to, or something? Yes. Uh, all right. The guy, uh, the team, I guess, that uh, Alec is all excited about, has a heart on for, is the Washington Commanders. They're going to be hosting the Buffalo Bills who got back – on the right track last week with a pretty convincing win against the Raiders. Uh, the Commanders are actually a six and a half point underdog of this at home. The Bills continue the train, or is this a commander upset like you think?
2: The wagon stops circling this week, Austin. It is the Raiders. You have to remember that. It is the Raiders with Jimmy G at the helm. So uh, give me the fighting Sam house. I'm all for Washington, man. I think the culture's changing, new ownership. Um, you know, Airbn is getting that offense cooking. They have a bunch of young weapons. Sam Howell, they, through two games, he's impressed me. And I think they're all throughout the preseason, he's impressed me as well. And Washington is going to surprise people this year. Chase Young is healthy. Give me Washington.
3: You know, you know, I can kind of see where you're going with this yeah. one. I, 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 but will I, you go
2: with me with this is the question. That's the question, right? Will you go with me?
3: So here's the thing. Washington has a good defense. And but Josh Allen, call him the new age Brett Favre. This man loves turning the football. So if Josh Allen turns the ball over more than two times, I think Washington can take this. But my heart just can't let me do it. I I just can't do it. I'm going to take Buffalo, but I think this one really could be close. It really could be.
1: I'll tell you what I don't like about Josh Allen that I've seen is he is running an awful lot and taking an awful lot of chances with his body that he doesn't need to be. I saw him try to to leap three guys in this uh, last game to get over I think at the third 3-yard line when he tried to leap into the end zone and he got totally rocked and it's like what are you doing dude and I've noticed that the fumbles but then the picks I think that what what it's happening there's a cumulative effect here and I think it is it's playing with him. I could see Washington win this game. I am going to still go with the Bills because overall, I think they have more talent right now. But you're right. If the, if commanders do win this game, that to me is a signature win a little bit at home. And I do think that there is more of an air about this team, a little bit more excitement now that the new ownership. So I could see it going in the right direction. I just don't know that this is the week that they're going to do it. I, I hate this team right now. This next team that I'm going to talk about. (laughs) Because you want to talk about great hype. transition. I, I know that people like Dallas, and and ah, uh, Dallas is getting all this hype. I'll tell you, who's getting a lot of hype? The Miami Dolphins. They're two and zero. They're taking on the Broncos in Miami. Look, this team has played. I don't know. I, I think they've played exactly nobody really. Oh, mom, thanks, man. Uh, the New England. Appreciate that. But New England. No, we're They're 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 behind. Not where they need to be. Yeah. Miami has done exactly what Miami needs to do. I don't know. They've let up a lot of points in those games. I, I just don't see them being anything more than just, I think a 10-win team. So here's a Bronco team that I think is getting better. I think they got a lot better after the first week uh, against the Commanders. Had some crazy calls there at the end that could have led them to a victory, maybe at least get to overtime. I'm taking Denver in this one in on the road.
2: Sean Payton falls to 0-3. Give me Miami in this game. Yeah. Give me your yeah. Pass interference calls do not get called when your coach is Sean Payton. I've learned. so. Give me... <laughs> don't, I'm sorry, Denver fans, but give me, give me the Dolphins in this one.
3: Miami, while they're healthy, I'm going to take Miami. Uh, not because I don't think the Broncos are getting better, but they're – they're going to have to crawl into getting better. I mean, they had a Hail Mary touchdown last year and failed that two-point conversion to lose that game. Otherwise, they definitely would not have been close to winning that game. I'm going to take Miami. I-, I just like their offense more. I think Tyreek Hill's going to have a huge weekend.
1: Well, I hope not. I hope uh, that uh, Denver I- – I am rooting for Sean Payton. I am rooting for Russell Wilson. I've heard a lot of guys get some criticism, but that guy has really taken it the last couple of years. So I hope he writes the ship. I think he can, and I think he will eventually. Two teams that just seem this year to find ways to lose. Vikings are doing it this year. The Chargers have done it for the last decade. Both of them are 0-2. This one's in Minnesota. The Chargers have been very effective offensively. They have done everything that they've needed to do. Justin Herbert has looked really good. But they just find ways to give up points and lose games and this and that and the other. What say you in Minnesota? Chargers uh, are a one-point favorite
3: in this one. I'm taking the Chargers. They they have a lot of weapons. Minnesota, it's going to take them at least a year or two to really reestablish a good defense with Brian Flores. I think he's going to be great for that culture, but I don't think he's going to be able to stop Justin Herbert and Keaton Allen and Mike Williams and Quentin Johnston. And Austin Eckler should be back healthy for this game. So, yeah, give
2: me L.A. See, I would take L.A., but there's just two words in my head telling me not to take them. Brandon, Brandon Staley, Staley. <laughs> yep, yep. I think, I, it's just, I don't know, it, the Chargers, man, they're so frustrated. Brandon Staley's a defensive-minded guy. They signed him. they signed all these big veterans, JC Jackson, Khalil Mack. They had Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Asante Samuel Jr. they drafted. And what do you have to show for it? You're, you're a bottom-tier defense of the NFL, and you got cooked by Ryan Tannehill and the Titans last week. At the end of the day, the Chargers, to me, are going to with themselves again, and we're going to see Brandon Staley fired by midseason ultimately, and, uh, Side note, Cam Makers versus Alexander Madison, the most mid-of-mid mid battle for running back one. So, yeah, give me the give me the Vikings of this game.
1: <laughs> this is a Charger game. They need to win this. Brandon Staley, I thought he was playing for his butt last week. I think he might be this uh, this week. I mean, they can't go to 0-3. This team does have some talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball, even defensively. They've got some guys that can make some plays, so... If they go to 0 and 3 and I'm ownership, I'm looking at them saying, I got to do something drastic before this thing really gets out of hand and this season is over. Yeah. Uh, so I could see him playing for his job. Do I you, think he would. You wins. think they would drop Staley and put in Kellen
3: Moore? Because Kellen Moore was a
1: big head coaching name I, for a long I would, time. I think I mean, Staley is gone. I don't know if they want to go with Moore. I think. Partly because of what I've heard, Moore just doesn't have that gravitas yet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if uh, he can he could command a locker room. Uh, maybe it's the the little kid face. I, I don't know, the baby face on him. I, whatever it is, I just don't think he's quite there. I think he will be eventually, maybe yeah. a Norv Turner type on the way up. But I just don't know if he'd be the guy. But I do think Brandon Staler will probably be fired They go to 0-3. I I can't, especially if this gets out of hand in this game. Uh, The next one, Colts and the Ravens. The only real news here is that the Colts are not starting Anthony Richardson. He's out. That's the rookie uh, that they drafted fourth overall. It's going to be Gardner Minshew in this one. Minshew mania. (laughs) Yeah, who I've always been a fan of. I've always thought he is – I remember last year uh, against the Cowboys, he came in as the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, played pretty well against a pretty good defense. I I don't see him pulling off an upset here. I do think he might calm the offense a little bit. Uh, and I, I think it's closer than the 7.5 that they're giving, uh, that uh, Baltimore is giving. But I think that the Ravens win at home. Yeah, this one feels like a layup to me. I, I think Baltimore
3: should easily take this one. Uh, not really a lot to say, but it should be Baltimore's day.
2: It should be Baltimore, I think. Credit to... Um... Why is the head coach's name? Just skip Jim, up. Jim Harbaugh? No, uh, in, in, John in, Harbaugh, in uh, yeah. Indy. Uh, Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen.
3: Yeah, Steichen. Yeah.
2: Steichen. from Philly. Credit to him for how he's used Anthony Richardson through his first two games. He's, yeah. he's he's done the most with a depleted offensive roster. So despite that, no Richardson. The running game is still kind of a big question mark. Baltimore will handle business pretty easily.
1: All right, then we've got the uh, surprise 2-0 team versus a team that I thought would probably be 2-0 at this point, the Atlanta Falcons versus the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Uh, I think this is a pretty easy one for me. I think Detroit ends any kind of BS that Atlanta's got. I think it will be close. I don't think there's going to be a blowout here. But Atlanta's got a good running game, and like I mentioned, they've got no quarterback. I'm going uh, Detroit here. Given the three, I don't care.
3: Yeah, give me the Lions. They Even even with a tough loss last week against Seattle, the offense— that, that that a lot of fight and that offense still looks good, man. Yeah, I I just I think they're going to be a lot more consistent in this matchup. Atlanta they have to rely on the running game. Detroit actually has a pretty good front four, so I'm yeah. I'm going to take Detroit for that.
2: Reason. Yeah, uh, you just got to show me a Desmond Ritter highlight from the off season, and I'm already convinced the Lions by 50 in this game. Yeah. The, the The Falcons should not be close, and yeah, yeah,
1: yeah that was a the thing with I, I don't know what they see in this guy I, I i've seen they see caleb williams in this guy that's what I, I they guess. see and, and that's <laughs> it. But but they're two, with, but you're two and oh but the they still direction.
3: have they still have plenty of games they could lose don't yeah.
1: worry <laughs> all right we've got somebody here that likes to red white and blue patriots yep. uh, a lot and then the, they're taking on the jets in new york and we saw what the jets did against dallas i really am concerned i don't think that zach wilson is going to survive I don't mean physically. I think he's going to lose his job after maybe this week, maybe possibly in in this game if New England. I think New England played good enough to win both those games at points. I think they win this one. I don't see a problem here. No, I mean, no, no skew at all.
3: The New England Patriots are, they should walk into this one with at least some confidence. I mean, they right. could have beaten Miami last week. It's just a little bit of an effective offense they're still trying to find a new identity bill o'brien a uh, new offensive coordinator or once again trying to get trying to clean up all that muck that they've had the last few years but they should beat this jets team and the patriots defense is no joke uh watching this defense they're only able to apply pressure they got a good secondary man new england should win this one even if it's going to be kind of ugly
2: yeah i think you know two things about that patriots uh, the patriots so, so far through the season one christian Gonzalez is legit he's, oh, a, yeah. he's a legit starting corner in the nfl he absolutely went on Tyreek Hill, did his job, and did it very well. And I think through two games, the offense is figuring it out, but with Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones, I'm seeing a more confident Mac Jones when it comes to making throws, making reads, and getting his guys the ball. Having said that, Patriots should win this game, and I think, as Austin said, Zach Wilson will be benched at some point pretty soon.
1: Yeah, and the only problem is I don't really know who who they're going to bring in. I mean, I don't know. I mean, who is the backup to, to Zach Wilson? And... That I don't know. Tim, Tim Boyle? Boyle. And so if Tim Boyle, but wow, they haven't, it in my boots. I've thought that they were going to go out and pick up somebody, but I haven't seen anything. I mean, that Matt, they have. Matt
3: Ryan's still out there and technically famous, a free agent. Famous
1: James. Famous well, I guess you can make a trade, but and... speaking of this to me is, could be one of the most intriguing matchups this week. And this is the new Orleans saints going to green Bay to take on the Packers, uh, on a Sunday afternoon. I think the way the Packers played against the Bears, I know it's the Bears, but I thought they were very effective, and I thought they were effective against Atlanta for most of the game. It's going to be interesting to see if New Orleans can shore up some of their offensive issues. But I'm going to take Green Bay at home against New Orleans to get to two and one, and, and give the Saints their first loss. I don't know. I think that they they're due. I know the Saints have a better defense, but I think that they're going to get the the, the Packers are getting healthy. And Love, to me, has seemed to be a little bit comfortable in the last couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to go. I mean, the Packers are going to be down Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. On the left side of the line, is going to be totally full of backups. Uh, the Saints can get pressure with four very effectively. Um, and I think the offense will figure it out. I don't know if it's this week or not, but I still think the talent they have on paper is better than Green Bay. And uh, I'll take New Orleans in on this one.
3: I think I'm going to go New Orleans, but this one should be pretty close. Uh, New Orleans looked, they actually had a really tough time against the Carolina Panthers last week. Uh, they have some good offensive players. I, I like what New Orleans has with Derek Carr. Michael Thomas is looking actually pretty good. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, but Green Bay's got a sneaky good defense. I don't think they get quite enough credit for that. I think Jair Alexander is going to have a big part to play in this game if he's able to take away. A lot of those uh, those those passing options. It's going to be a slower day, but I think New Orleans can eke this one out.
1: And the one thing I will say about New Orleans is I believe they're down Jamal Williams this week. Yeah, and hammy. and yeah, Kendra Miller. Miller is going to be the first. It's going to be his first start, right? Mm-hmm. For uh, so we're going to see kind of a depleted, very very thin backfield. But they do like Kendra Miller. I mean, he was a pretty high draft pick. Was it your second round or third round? Okay, all right. Uh, I would won't go very much into any of these because to me they're pretty quick here texans jags in in jacksonville i think jacksonville. we can all say jacksonville here uh titans browns in cleveland Maybe a better game i don't know if anyone wants to watch that game sure um uh, <laughs> i'll take cleveland just because it's at home i think the ryan Tannehill days are, are coming to an end pretty quickly
2: yeah, they are, but the Titans just beat the Chargers last week. Mike Vrabel is a very good head coach, as we've seen. Coaching does matter. outlaw, Brandon Staley in that yeah. game, so give me the Titans in this game.
3: I, I'm right there with you, actually. I, I Derek Henry, man, that's kind of the solution here. I know Cleveland has a good, they have a good defense generally, but Cleveland's offense looked pretty ineffective last week against a good defense. So I'm going to take Tennessee.
1: All right, then we got Carolina in Seattle. Bryce Young, he's just not putting it together yet. Maybe he will. Yeah. And uh, he was banged up. I know just like Detroit, I think going to Seattle in Seattle, that's always tough. And it doesn't matter who, what kind of team they've got. So I'm going to take Seattle in this one. They're a six point favorite. I don't, I don't really know how Carolina is going to be able to hang with them. Yeah. Give me,
3: give me Seattle in this one as well. Just a lot more offense, Carolina, their biggest issue is their receivers can't separate. They, nobody can get open for Bryce, even if Bryce is putting it right in their numbers.
2: It's
1: 30-plus-year-old so. Adam Thielen and DJ,
2: DJ Chark, who is just a one-trick guy.
3: Yeah, so I'm, I'm taking Seattle.
1: And the last one, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders and Steelers, I mean, in the 70s, this would have been yeah. the biggest game of the, <laughs> of the week. This is a Sunday night football game. <coughs> Excuse me. Doesn't seem too exciting to me. I'm going with the uh, the Raiders to win at home, though. Oh, give me uh, give me Pittsburgh. And they kind of bounce back
3: offensively after a rough Week One, so uh, they got to figure it out. But give me Pits- give me Pittsburgh. I think I'm going to go Pittsburgh as well. I think they're really going to start to lean on that running attack. Uh, they really seem to like Jalen Warren a lot. I think Najee Harris is finally going to you know have a performance. Uh, he's been pretty bottled up the first couple of weeks, but Raiders have a weaker defensive line. So give me give me them.
1: And I don't know why they're doing this, but a couple of Monday Night Football games again this week. There's there's no bye weeks. Yeah, and so you've got the Eagles and Buccaneers in Tampa uh, on Monday Night Football, the first game, and then the Rams and Bengals in Cincinnati. I'd love to see Tampa and Baker Mayfield slap the the Eagles in the mouth. I just don't know that they're going to be able to do that. I'm taking the Buccaneers – and I'm taking the Bengals big to get back on, on track in Cincinnati. I will pick the
2: Fighting Baker and Bayfields as well. The, the NFC South will have two, or three, no teams when it's all said and done after this week. So <laughs> give me uh, Tampa. If Burrow plays, give me the Bengals. Uh, if he does not play, uh, the Bengals are going to fall to uh, 0-3. They'll fall to 0-3. I think the Rams will, will kind of take care of them.
3: Yeah, I... I'm going to take Philly. I think their pass rush is going to really dominate the Buccaneers' offensive line. Uh, So, as much as I love Baker, give me Philly. And then L.A. and Cincinnati. I mean, it really does kind of come down to that quarterback situation. If if Burrow's actually going to suit up and play, I'm going to take the Bengals. So, let's just go with that.
1: I think that the— The Bengals have to win this game. If they go to zero and three, look, they went zero and two and they made the playoffs, won that division last last year. I don't think that there's any panic, but if they lose a third game to start zero and three, I think that panic might start to to heighten a bit uh, this week. So, you heard it from the Trips Formation. I'm Austin York, Tristan Rhines, Alex Solis. Until next time, have a good one, guys.